raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I am your host, Maria Moore. And in this episode, we are talking about mental muscle, physical strength, won't take you very far if your mind is weak. Yes, all the muscles, all that sexy body, but the mind is weak. You got to do something about that. So I really want to focus this conversation on ways to build a stronger mental muscle, to reframe adversity and use setbacks to propel you forward instead of pulling you back. Now, this is going to work out great for you in the gym and also in your business, in your relationships. I mean, multiple aspects of your life. Definitely looking forward to the conversation. But first, let's get things started with a mind, body and business check in. Actually, I lied. We're going to do the mind, body and business check in in about 60 seconds. But first, I have to send a huge shout out to all of the people who have written a review or given me a rating in Apple Podcasts. Y'all know I've been asking y'all to do this at the beginning of almost every episode or somewhere inside of the episode. It really does make a big difference with our engagement, how the podcast is showing up um, on people's playlists. Uh, for you to follow the podcast is a really big deal because the episodes automatically download on your device. A special shout out going to METCM. Uh, that is this person's username wrote a review on Apple Podcasts. It says episode 45 gave me life. The wisdom that Maria Moore and her guest slash husband dished out should have cost us money. I felt seen and understood. I was inspired to continue to monetize my gifts to create legacy rather than to pivot to a pigeonhole nine to five that doesn't resonate. The self introspection and sacrifice that is required is real. They both understood the assignment and provided the cheat codes. Do yourself a favor and listen I promise God is my witness I do not know who this person is but I would give them a high five because they wrote this out so perfectly and you would almost think that we went to kindergarten together all this love uh, I really appreciate that you know this is a fitness podcast but I like to again explore other areas of our lives that uh, relate to fitness our physical fitness emotional fitness financial fitness and this particular episode that this reviewer and I'm only assuming it's a woman it could be a guy wrote is about financial freedom my husband hopped on an episode with me and we talked about how we became debt-free how we took the unpopular route to achieve financial freedom to pay off all of our debt and build a legacy for our children because we believe that hard work still works. You don't need gimmicks and shortcuts. You put in the work, you put forth the effort, you will receive the reward. I truly believe that. And if you are trying to transform your pockets and your mindset as relates to money, episode number 45 is a great one to check out. Thank you so much, METCM, for that review. And hey, if this podcast is resonating with you, you're like, oh my gosh, that touched my spirit. That made me feel better. Please consider writing a review, giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts because it helps us out a ton. All right, on to our mind, body, and business check-in. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. 
So glad to have you. I like to start the podcast off reminding folks to check in with themselves. What are you doing for your mind, body, and business? I typically give examples of what I'm doing for my mind, body, and business. But in this episode, I want to give you some thought starters if you're trying to figure out what goals you want to set for your mind, body, and business. For your mind, I want to encourage you to look into journaling Oh my gosh, you know, I was just talking to one of my girlfriends who was also a mother the other day and we were like, man, with all of these devices and AI and all of this technology, we really don't need to physically write, like put pen to paper anymore. And I think there's so much power in that. Um, Writing down your thoughts, writing down your goals, really reflecting on your day and going back and looking at that, how valuable that information is for you week after week, and even looking back to see how much you've grown. So if you're not journaling already, and I'm not saying you got to sit up for an hour before bedtime and write out your entire day, but just if you're feeling a certain way, if you're proud of an accomplishment, if there's a lesson that you learned in the day, Um, If there's something new uh, that you're exploring, a skill that you're working on, document that, journal it so that you can reflect on it, look back and have a record of that journey. Uh, For your body, I want us to focus more, and this is what I've been doing lately, normalizing having a daily serving of fruits and vegetables. Again, going back to the shortcuts, I'm all for supplements if you absolutely can't get it in. You know, getting a multivitamin if you are deficient in certain micronutrients, but actually eating fruits and vegetables is such a big deal because there's so many process options. There's so many quick grab snack options with ingredients that don't really nourish our bodies and provide us with efficient fuel, energy, uh, to think clearly, to make good decisions, to physically perform. So try your best to get in at least one serving of fruits and vegetables. You could add some veggies to your dinner. You can put your vegetables in a salad. One creative thing I like to do with my fruits is I throw them in a blender and I make a smoothie. Try to focus on that this week if you are looking for a body goal. Lastly, for business. You know, I'm big on entrepreneurship. I believe everyone has the ability to be a small business owner because everyone has a skill, a talent, a special gift that they can monetize. And I hope that you experience that in your lifetime. But hey, maybe you are satisfied with being part of a team, being a contributor to an organization. This week, I wanna challenge you to do this. Find one way to enhance your skill set to be a better employee or business owner. That could mean getting another certification or looking into it, creating some new marketing ideas, or maybe setting up a meeting with that person that intimidates you, stepping outside of your comfort zone. But what is a way that you can enhance your skill set, whether it be on your job or in your business? Jog your brain and try to figure that out. But if these don't resonate with you, you can come up with your own mind, body, and business goals. Uh, But overall, they are a great way to stay focused on self-improvement and evolve through life. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Speaking of evolution, let's get to this topic. And I may be a little somber in my conversation um, because throughout my life and my experience, both personally and professionally, I have come to know the value of having a strong mind and really being intentional about growing my mental muscle because I believe everything starts in the mind. You know, uh, your feelings come from a thought. And when I look at everything happening in the world right now, especially us digging our way out of the pandemic, which, you know, we had the physical pandemic COVID-19, but then because of the isolation, because of the rapid changes to our schedules and our days and how we interact with each other, there is this new pandemic that's specifically related to mental wellness. And, you know, before I get into this conversation, I just want to make very clear that it's not meant to substitute getting professional help if that is what you need. And it is okay to seek help from a professional But I do believe that for the most part, many of us can make choices and align ourselves so that we have strong minds that will enhance the quality of our lives in multiple areas. So here we are at 50 episodes, and I'm so proud of this milestone. You know, I was looking back at some of the previous episodes of this podcast And I know that I have shared bits and pieces of different struggles and challenges that I've gone through here and there uh, from my childhood, college days as a single mother. I believe that of all muscles in my body, as much as I exercise, my mind, my brain is the strongest muscle in my body. I'm so confident about where I am mentally and how much I've grown emotionally I have references of when I was very strong, when I figured it out, when I leaned on my faith and my ability. I have the experience in the mental muscle, but it's difficult as a listener for you to put that into context if you don't know exactly what I experienced in my life. And I'm not saying that I had a hard life. I know people who have had lives harder than mine. I know people who have had lives that seem to be easier than mine. This is my experience, and these are some of the things that made me strong. I'm I'm not going to have the time to go through, you know, when I came out of my mama's belly all the way up until, you know, being 45 years old. But when you think about the question, how did you get here? You know, typically when you're at a physical location and you arrive, someone says, how did you get here? And you say, oh, well, I took the train, I drove, uh, I did the ride share thing, you walked, you rode your bicycle, however you got there. But sometime this week, I want you to ask yourself that question, how did I get here? What series of choices, what set of circumstances, what experiences shaped me into who I am today? Am I proud of who I am today? What did I learn from my mistakes? What challenges did I overcome? And how can I be stronger and make the most of the remaining years of my life? 
prior to me coming to my home studio and recording this episode, I had a therapy session. I do therapy twice a month. Many people, most people really, uh, they think of therapy um, as something that you do when things are off in your life. You know, maybe you've gone through a really bad breakup or you lost your job. You're going through very difficult times and you need someone to help you sort through your emotions and your thoughts. But I look at therapy as being proactive. It's my opportunity to share my goals, talk about my feelings, whether good or bad, if I'm confused about something, where that confusion could be coming from. And in our most recent conversation, I was talking to my therapist, her name is Janae. And I said, you know, Janae, I will never be 45 years old on this day ever again for the rest of my life. And we were just talking about how important it is to be present in, in the moment and really value time. Um, because the older you get, you realize that is the most valuable thing that you own. I was over my cousin's house a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me this story about how he has this friend who's pretty wealthy. And she took him and his wife out to this vineyard. And they stopped at the store that sells the wines. He was like, okay, well, my friend, you know, comped this trip. She paid for our hotel and took us all around. So he's like, I have some extra money. So I'm going to go ahead and buy some bottles of wine for my friends back home from this store at the vineyard. And so he gets all of the stuff and he goes to the register. Then his friend comes over and is like, no, I got it. And he was like, no, like, listen, you have done enough for me and my wife already. I'm going to pay for this. You're not going to pay for it. And she turned and looked at him and said, how does it feel uh, when you do something nice for someone? She said, how does that make you feel? And he said, it makes me feel really good. And she said, don't don't take that feeling away from me. And I was like, wow, that's true. <laughs> when I heard that story, I said, I'm going to let everybody do something nice for me because who am I to strip them from having that feeling? But yeah, so he was just talking about when someone tries to do something nice for you, they're not only blessing you, they're blessing themselves. But I also thought about how each day is a gift. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in God. I'm a firm believer that a higher power is working for all of us. And I think about, you know, when we wake up and we complain and we bicker and we have a bad attitude, uh, despite the fact of being alive, despite the fact of having good health, despite the fact of having all your limbs working in, in a clear mind, uh, we still complain. Each day is a gift. When we don't appreciate and value that gift, imagine how the giver of that gift feels. So I'm going to leave that there and let it resonate with you. Hearing my cousin tell that story made me think about, wow, I need to be grateful for every day. I need to be present and have a good attitude and exercise this strong mental muscle that I have when I experience challenges. So I know that took several stories for me to bring it back to the topic, but <laughs> I just want to really drive home the point of how important it is to focus on having a strong mind. So growing up, just to give you some background, my dad was in the military, he was in the Navy, and he met my mother in the Philippines. So I have this joke, I'm half Philippine, half Billie Jean. Billie Jean is the black part if you didn't get that joke. But yeah, so I'm half Asian and I'm half black. He met her in 
the Philippines and she was already pregnant with my sister when they came back to the United States. And then two years later, I was born. I believe it was a culture shock for my mother. I didn't find out until I was an adult that my dad met her basically at a place where sailors go and pick up Filipino women, some type of bar. Then there's her coming to the United States, being this Asian woman, having more freedom, the culture shock. And so she got into a lot of things that my dad tried to help her through. I heard of stories of them living in Las Vegas when I was a newborn and my dad being in the apartment with me by himself and her not coming back home. And he said he had to lay me down in a closet as a little baby, barely like a month or two old, and go out and look for her. Fast forward, I'm already born and my mom and dad are kind of going back and forth. I didn't have my mom growing up. They broke up very soon after I was born and I ended up living with my grandmother for most of my childhood. I tried to go and live with my dad and it worked for several years with my dad and his new wife, which was my stepmother. And I have a brother from that marriage and that worked for some years until it didn't. And then I ended up living with an auntie and a cousin and then back with my grandmother. Um, And at one point, When I was about 16, 17 years old, I ended up in a youth crisis center, which was basically like a homeless center for teens, for troubled teens. I remember being there, 17 years old. My older sister actually dropped me off because she couldn't take care of me. She was just about two years older than me. And she was going through her thing. I remember being there. It was kind of like a a cool-off spot for troubled teens. And you're supposed to only stay there for a couple of weeks, and then someone's supposed to come pick you up. And no one came to pick me up. And they said, is there anyone that you can call? And I thought about my cousin who lived in Houston. And I have no idea how I got his number. Maybe the people that worked there um, were able to look him up when I gave his name. But I called him and he said, yes, you can come stay with me and my wife. And so I ended up being dropped off at the Greyhound bus station and uh, taking a bus, 16 to 17 years old at the time, and took the bus from Jacksonville to Houston to live with my cousin. And that was just such a huge turning point in my life. You know, I came out there with hoochie mama shorts on, little, you know, I had a dye in my hair. I was wearing bright red lipstick. And my cousin's wife, Ladine, who I consider a mother figure, even though she was like barely 10 years older than me, but she just really helped me become a woman. She cleaned me up, got me some nice clothes. We went and uh, filled out job applications. I got a job at this grocery store. It was like a high-end, really nice grocery store. She opened up my first bank account with me. She introduced me to all her friends who were successful women. Um, I'm talking like journalists, attorneys, physicians. She just was the shining light in my experience and, again, provided just this huge turning point for me in my life at that time. And I only stayed with her for one year until I went back to Florida to live with my grandmother again for my senior year in high school. And um, was living with my grandmother, ended up getting a job down in Miami at a fast food restaurant. And then I met these people who were a part of this church, which was considered by some media outlets as a cult. (laughs) 
it was um it was a church and you know they went by the bible but there was just a lot of control about who you dated about who were your friends about who you lived with and stuff like that and i got caught up in that so much that i ended up moving out of my grandmother's home and in with a family from the church and I lived with them all the way up until graduation. And, um, you know, looking back at that, that hurt my grandmother so much. I remember at my graduation, the church family was there to see me graduate. And I remember looking up in the stands and my grandmother sitting there by herself watching me graduate. You know, she didn't speak to me or anything. She just wanted to be there. And I tear up a little bit thinking about that because I was... um I was just so young and naive and, and um, impressionable um, that I just didn't realize. I thought I was doing the right thing, and I just got, a, you know, got caught up in all of that. But me and my grandmother ended up speaking again, but we were never back to how we were prior to that, even all the way up until she passed away. Because I had moved around so much during my high school years, my grades weren't the greatest. When I graduated from high school, um, I believe my GPA was barely a 2.5. So you can imagine me trying to apply to colleges. You know, most colleges wanted like at least a 3.0. And it was like the end of my senior year. Going into the summer, I got a letter from Florida A&M University. And they said that they would accept me on a provisional basis. I explained that I was a first-generation college student. No one in my family at that time had gone to college or graduated from college. And even though I had the 2.5 GPA, it was like, hey, we're going to put you in this program called TRIO, and we need you to get a certain GPA by your first, the end of your first semester. And if you do that, then you will be admitted, fully admitted to the university. There I was, off to college, and, you know, I fulfilled all of the requirements. Went through a lot in college, ended up getting pregnant my senior year, still graduated, um, even though I was working two jobs. The semester that my son was born, I made the, the honor roll. Dr. Frederick Humphreys, who was the president of Florida A&M University at the time, he always had this thing, for no more, you know, because uh, a lot of folks get to college, they take a semester off, things happen, and they end up there five, six years. But I always remember that, for no more. I was like, I am pregnant, and I'm going through these things, but I'm going to graduate on time. And I did. I was determined. That's just like a handful of things that I went through all the way up through the time that I graduated from college. Other things have happened in my life, being a single mother, having my car repossessed, getting evicted, getting laid off from a job, raising a child with special needs as a single mother, a child with autism. And this was when I was in my 20s. For a long time, I used to think this isn't fair. Why me? Struggle after struggle. Have you ever been in a cycle where a series of bad things are happening over and over again? And you're like, again, God? I was talking to my therapist about this. Yeah, I'm strong, but it was because I went through all of this crap in my life. And she reminded me that a lot of the joy, a lot of the strength that I have, a lot of the success that I achieved is a result of the strong mental and emotional muscle that I built from overcoming those challenges, from looking at the mountain as something I'm able to climb instead of looking at the mountain as something that was blocking my way, shifting my perspective. And through all of those challenges, even though I was unaware at the time because I was just going, I was just going through it, how strong it made me so that 
later in my 20s, later in my 30s, and even now in my 40s. I can laugh at stuff. I can look at challenges and be like, cool, I got it. I can lose money or make a mistake and say, you know what? I'm still going to come out on top and be more focused on a solution instead of trying to be right because I have those experiences and those lessons that I've learned. There's something I always say, every struggle is designed to strengthen you. Everything that you go through serves a purpose. And some people may say, well, man, that accident or that sudden death or that illness, how can you say that, Maria? And I've gone through my fair share of trauma. However, I know that people have gone through things worse than me, but I can tell you from my experience that inside those moments, it felt like I had no way out. I felt very discouraged, but my determined mind, my will to dig my way out of those circumstances and to shift my perspective brought me to where I am today, a woman who has an abundance of peace, an abundance of joy, an abundance of love, perspective, awareness of the gift that life is. I'm not trying to minimize what you've gone through or to even say that having a strong mental muscle is going to make the pain from whatever past negative experience you've gone through go away. But I am saying that if you're very focused and you're intentional and you shift your attention, I believe it can change your life for the better. So the million dollar question is, how do you build a strong mental muscle? Let's get into that. I'll give you some of my advice and what worked for me. And also, what are the benefits of building a stronger mental muscle, shifting your perspective, and enhancing your spiritual and mental will? Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. And if you're mind, body, and business OG, you know I'm all about that one, two, three actionable insight. What are three things that you can do right now to improve your mental health. And if this is your first time listening again, yay, this is a great way to come on into the fold. All right. So ways to build your mental muscle. Let's start with practicing self-compassion. You know, for some reason, we tend to think that we are more productive when we beat ourselves up, when we focus in on our flaws and our mistakes and chastise ourselves and sometimes even punish ourselves for not doing things the way that we intended to do them. But focusing on what we do well, instead of giving all the attention to our failures, keeps us in a growth mindset. And it also avoids a downward spiral of negative thinking. It helps us say things like, you know what, that didn't go so well, but here's the lesson I learned. And this is what I can do better next time. I have many examples of this as a radio professional. I've been doing radio since 1997. I've had bad breaks. I've had PDs not call me back. I've had folks tell me that I wasn't good enough. Some of it was people who were hating, but some of it was honest criticism. And that criticism and that feedback and those experiences helped me to learn what I could do better next time. Maybe pacing myself, maybe better preparation, a more compelling content. 
Mistakes are designed to give you data to be better the next time around. This is the same with your relationships. Sometimes they fail. I've had many failed relationships, uh, both professionally and intimately, but I learned lessons inside of those relationships. Why did this business relationship fail? Did I ask enough questions? Was I compatible with this person? Inside of a dating experience, it's important to ask those questions. The answers will determine the course that you're on with that person and what the outcome could potentially be. So if things don't work out, you don't have to beat yourself up. It's all data so that you can be stronger and better the next time around. And self-compassion truly does help build mental muscle. So ask yourself, how can I do better at practicing self-compassion? When I mess up, how can I reflect in a way that makes me a stronger person? How can I learn lessons from every experience, both good and bad? Um, the next thing is to get out of your comfort zone. It's a scary place to be, but my favorite place to be. If you want to know if you've developed the core skills of mental toughness, throw yourself in a situation that is unfamiliar. Get in that deep end. Like a lot of skills, mental strength really can't be mastered without practice. It's just like lifting weights. You have to try to put yourself in situations that are uncomfortable to strengthen your mental muscle. Um, you can start small or big. It really doesn't matter. It can mean signing up for a class. I talked about this a little earlier in the episode, sitting down and having a conversation, a business talk with someone who intimidates you, um, applying for your dream job. The worst they can do is say no, but look, your name is out there. You got the experience, you got the feedback, you got the data. And then when scary feelings come up inside of similar scenarios or even something that feels the same, that feeling of intimidation, that feeling of, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. You have a reference. You are building a mental muscle by putting yourself in those uncomfortable situations, being outside of your comfort zone. I talked about journaling. Um, so when you experience those feelings, write them down. And then here's a cool exercise. Respond to those feelings as you would to a good friend, someone that you love? What advice would you give to them? Be just as kind and practice the same compassion towards yourself as you would to other people. You'll soon realize that you are capable of doing many things and more specifically, hard things, challenging things, unfamiliar things, and you might even enjoy them. I remember at the beginning of the pandemic when the gyms were closed and I was like, oh my gosh, like all of my personal training clients are in the gym. And there are a lot of folks who were already using Zoom, but I didn't even have a Zoom account and it intimidated me. I'm like, what is this? Oh my gosh, people are gonna see my face and me moving in real time and they're gonna be in real time on the other side. But I knew I had to do it to keep my business going. And the thing that intimidated me so bad is now one of the easiest things I do. So getting outside of your comfort zone on a consistent basis, it doesn't have to be every day, but maybe weekly or maybe two or three times a month, step outside of that comfort zone. And I truly believe it will help you build some mental toughness. The third thing is to develop a daily routine. This is so clutch for me. You know, when you think about building physical strength, lifting weights to build stronger muscles, running on the treadmill or outdoors to build up your endurance, to build mental strength, you have to build a daily routine that reinforces those behaviors and those skills that you are practicing. And some of the important things to practice are basic wellness. 
like getting enough rest, watching for the signs of physical and mental fatigue. This is something that I've had to learn to do. Like sometimes I'll be in the middle of something and I will completely forget my last thought. I'm like, ooh, girl, you did not sleep well enough. Or if I feel dizzy or if I did not get enough sleep, but I try to go and work out anyway, or I go too many hours without eating, all of this impacts your mental well-being. So be mindful of what you're doing, what you're eating, how you're sleeping, and how you're caring for yourself. And a great way to do this is by developing a daily routine. So those are my tips among many others that are out there to build a stronger mental muscle. Practice self-compassion, get out of your comfort zone, develop a daily routine, and if necessary, hire a professional. Working with a mental health professional or coach can be really helpful in developing mental strength. I've done it on both ends, from having a therapist to having a business coach. Um, they can help reframe any setbacks, prevent you from slipping into bad habits and keep you motivated and accountable. Now, if you're saying to yourself, mm -hmm, that sounds nice, but I ain't got the money for that. Listen, if you can't hire one, you can look for support groups or even credible coaches on YouTube, but do your best to put forth the effort. And that's it for this episode of Mind, Body, and Business. Hopefully you feel more empowered and have gained insight on how to build a stronger mental muscle. As always, new episodes drop every Wednesday, so you know I look forward to the next one with you. Reminder, please drop a rating and review in Apple Podcasts if you haven't done so already. I will greatly appreciate it. In fact, I am giving you a virtual high five and hug right now in advance for hooking a sister up. You ready? That's your hug right there, right? I appreciate this time and value these conversations with you. Until the next episode, take care. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.